Hey, good morning and welcome to another edition of the Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm a guy that you ain't heard from in a while here. Former CEO, shipping clerk, janitor, Eric Cedarstrom. And it's a great day to be alive, and I hope this finds you well. And Joe actually dusted me off and gilded me into coming in here and doing a radio program. It's been a long time, so there's nothing wrong with your radio. It is I. Sit back, relax, leave the driving dust. This show is brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. Legal, lawful, constitutional tender. Things that are real, things that you can count on, things you can well feel and touch. i got an ounce of platinum in my hand here as I speak. Call one eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. You can also head out to the Information Superhighway anytime you want. Twenty four seven three sixty five at allamericangold dot com. Allamericangold dot com has been revamped from when we originally started it. Uh, I think it's a sign of the times. Joe's generation. Um, if you look at the color structure that he's put, it's got all solid white background. He changed the logo a little bit. Of course, he owns the company. He can do anything he wants. But uh, I think it's just part of, of Joe's generation. I think you guys, you know, we were the psychedelic generation. You know, we like the Jimi Hendrix experience, things spinning on Channel 5 late at night. And, and I think that Joe's generation went through all that. They like things just plain. Plain and simple. There's Joe Jaquin, President and CEO. If you're By just, the way, great to have you. Yeah. And speaking I, of, of your generation, 40 years ago today, Leonard Skinner's plane went down. Ronnie Van Zant passed 40 years ago today. You're kidding me. You know, you know what? Leonard Skinner played at a car auction in Spokane. They have the rock and roll collector car sale. The Leonard Skinner band, of course, without Ronnie. Well, without Ronnie, yeah, right, yeah. It's, uh, the the it, most unluckiest okay. band in the world they yeah. were known as. Well, I got that beat. 25 years ago today. You have any idea what happened? Five years ago today. Do, 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 do. Twenty-five years ago today, I got a phone call at about nine thirty in the morning, and my wife said my water just broke. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, in the gold business as a young pup twenty-five years ago today, and I said, "Well, have the neighbor drive me to the hospital." <laughs> neighbor drove her to the hospital um of course i already knew it would be a while i didn't get down there until later in the afternoon and leanne was born at about i don't know five or six o'clock so leanne's 25 my youngest 25 years old today so 25 years ago let me see i was working uh, for north american trading wow the gold business and i was that's the, a blast from the past i was the saturday morning radio guy on the financial news network at the time here so that's going back quite quite some time. But, uh, you know, Leanne, she, she's something. You know, <laughs> Some of you people have been listening a long time, and you'll remember. She was the only kindergartner who stood up in her class and said she was going to vote for Ross Perot. <laughs> <laughs> and I brought her on the air when she was couldn't have been five or six right here, right on this network in this time slot. And she called Bill Clinton a scumbag. <laughs> you know what? She has not changed a bit. Not a bit. She will let you know exactly what she thinks of you. <laughs> oh, man, I think about her. I, uh, I shouldn't answer her phone this morning. She is a... Here's what, 
This is amazing. Her ID badge, she's up in Portland General Hospital. It says BSN, or Bachelor of Science in Nursing, uh, RN, Registered Nurse, Neurological Department. And I couldn't be happier we have a brain surgeon in the family. <laughs> we could have used this a long time ago. So I'm trying to get her to work on us on the weekend. I'm going to tell you right now, it's because of the family she's in that she said, I got to I gotta do something. <laughs> I got to stop this before it gets to another generation. I couldn't be happier, you know. It's, uh, it's something. And we finally got a brain surgeon in the family. So, <laughs> so it, it'll help, you know. Yeah, you're right. You talk about... Uh, Necessity being the mother of yeah. invention. But, you know, you look at, uh, well, health care, big issue. But today, what's the tax cuts today? Well, today was budget. They budget. passed the budget. We're a little late, but they got it done. What, what, what they're so happy about is they were in the in the budget itself. You know how they like to throw stuff in there. They, they threw in there that, hey, we only need 51 votes to pass tax cuts. Instead of normally by law you're supposed to need sixty votes, right? And they knew they could never get sixty, uh, so there obviously there was some some form of uh, wiggle room there where they're able to throw in something that now only allows them. They only need to get fifty now. That's it. Yeah. So because Pence would would break the tie. Well, what's the budget? Uh, four point something trillion dollars. What do we collect in tax receipts? Uh, three trillion. <laughs> you know. <laughs> now, you know, let me ask it's you. It's fine. It's fine. So now they're, and then of course they want to add tax cuts to the equation. That's right. All they right. want a bigger deficit. Let me tell you something, ladies and Germans. As you re- recall, we have to go back to economics 101. At your house, when you're adding on more debt, you do not vote for less income. <laughs> All right. Usually, this is not a good sign. It doesn't work out well. I got a great idea, honey. Let's pile on the debt, right. and I'm going to quit my job. Get rid of that second job. All right, we don't need it. So this is where we're heading. Now, I think it's very clear to you people who are playing along at home uh, that they're never going to pay the debt. They don't even want to count it. They want to get rid of it. You're never going to hear about it. Nobody's going to talk about it. It's just going to go away. Because Wall Street and corporations, which we have a corporate president, knows you never pay back debt. You always file bankruptcy. Patriot Radio News Hour on a Friday. Kick back and relax. Smoke them if you got them. We'll be back after these messages. to the Patriot Radio News Hour on a Friday. Thanks for tuning in. Boy, I love that song, Mike and the Mechanics. That I was, brought that back for you. I love it, man. It's the uh, original song we did. We used to broadcast at nighttime on the shortwave following uh, Tom Valentine on Radio Free America. I just like about it in the cellar, you know, because I still think back to, like, when we first met. And, and I tell the story, and I told it again the other day about, man, I just loved I told you, man, I love your uncle. He's the greatest guy, but he is a wacko with tinfoil on his head. You know, the guy in the basement, you know, with the tinfoil helmet. And uh, <laughs> We were that way, you know. Now, look, Bush and Obama speak yesterday. 
Okay? Both of them anti-government speeches, okay? <laughs> I was anti-government before it was cool. <laughs> now it's cool. They have people pay to go listen to them, so... I mean, it's just absolute insanity. I can't really believe what goes on. I don't really even know what to say. Somehow you have to take this all in, extrapolate it, roll it around in your head, and try to put it out in some sort of lucid form to help people make sense of this world, because i got to tell you, it feels like the end of times to me. We were talking quickly during the break, Leanne. You know, Leanne didn't speak, my youngest. Uh, they thought they, they, She was the beginning of the, the opioid generation. Right. If there was something wrong, we got a pill for it. Right. And it was the very beginning. And they called us in, and they said, well, your daughter is autistic. We, and we just looked at each other. We, my wife and I, we were shocked. We were stunned. Like, well, what is it? What is well, it? well that were, and, and keep in mind, that was a time when you didn't know what that word meant. I didn't know what it meant. Right. Today, everybody knows what it means because everybody's autistic today. Isn't that something? And we were like, well, wait a minute. They, uh, well, yeah, we're gonna, we, we think you should put her on this medication. And da-da-da-da-da, we're like, mm, you know, I want to tell you on, the, on this day, uh, Dr. Norm Resnick, to this day, God rest his soul, um, he was the only broadcaster I've ever heard speak out against Big Pharma. I mean, think about how far ahead of his time Norm Resnick was. He said ADD was a made-up disease by big drugs. Made up. It didn't even exist, and they were going to do it to sell medication to everybody. Of course, we didn't do it. Yes, now we have a, you know, a neurological registered nurse. She never took any of it, and and I owe Dr. Norm Resnick that. I called him up, and I said, what do you think? And he's like, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. And I listened to him. So God bless Norm. God rest your soul. So so anyway, Norm, if you're up there and you're listening somewhere, you know, you, you, think, you, did good. you think that what you do doesn't have an effect, but it does. So... I, I just think, you know, what she was doing is she was listening to everybody. and Yeah, she, she didn't speak. No, yeah. Well, she knew that she had something to say. But she was smart enough to know, you know what, I don't know the word yet, so I'm going to wait God, until what? I know all the right words. So when I say it, you'll know what I mean. When she did start talking, we never did get the genie back in the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> So here we are, here we are, here we are again, okay, and, and this all ties in. We're 25 years later. Find me a talk show host on any network that will say anything about medication. The only thing you hear about is opioids. We have the o opioid crisis. The war on drugs. It's the wrong war. Right. It's the opioid crisis. You keep hearing. I first heard it, I'm like, well, what does this mean? You know, people doing heroin or what? what is this problem? What the problem is, is the doctors have prescribed this to everybody. They don't tell you that. So this is not something that, you know, people are out on a street corner going, hey, buddy, come here, you got to, you know, this and that. This is what the doctors have handed out. They've drugged this generation. Now, we have this terrible problem with people shooting and, and, and this horrible, horrible problem of, you know, well, we all know the issues, the, the lack of morals. I mean, pick pick a zillion things, but the one thing that nobody has put together, and if Dr. Norm Resnick was here today, he would be connecting the dots of what is running, what is the common theme behind these quote-unquote perpetrators. And I would bet, I would bet a silk's purse to a sow's ear that you would find that there's a common medication they're all taking. Will they bring it up? No. 
will it be touched ever? Will you ever see it on Nightline or, you know, CNBC or any of it? No. Why? Because you'll be the next one who has an accident. This big pharma is way too big. Nobody goes against them. And this is where we've gotten today. I have to tell you, you know, i got a lot of things on my mind from not doing this show. It still goes around in my head, and I'm like, oh, there's good radio, there's good radio. But I was driving my motor home this summer, and, of course, you have a problem in traffic now. Out here we have this terrible problem of people getting on the freeway and going the wrong, wrong way. way. Again, it's an opioid thing, okay? No one will connect that dot. How come for 50, 60, 70 years we never had a problem with people driving the wrong way on the freeway? <laughs> Okay. And, oh, and it's not an opioid problem? Yes, it's a big problem. They don't know where they're going. Now, if you go up into Idaho, by law, you're not allowed to delay more than five vehicles if you're a big rig. So I'm a motorhome pulling a Jeep, you know, and I'm getting old. I'm the guy you love to flip off, all right? I don't care. I don't care anymore. So I'm in the right lane, and blah, blah, blah. they have slow vehicle turnouts. This happened not once, but twice. So they got three or four cars following me up a mountain pass. I pull over into the slow vehicle turnout, not once, but twice. Four cars all followed me into the vehicle, slow vehicle turnout. And stop! <laughs> you know what it is? And I couldn't figure out what it is. Why? Did, this has never they, happened. They weren't before. pulling up because they want, They were just following They're you aimlessly. Following me. Sheeple. They all on their ant, They're on their uh, medication to help them focus. And they focus so good that the only thing they're focused on is the Jeep behind my motor. They just have not once but twice. So this is how fast this is all changed. It's changing out there, and you can see it. You're looking for answers and trying to figure out, well, is it the social degradation, the social economic destruction of America that we have the tragedy du jour? There's one every day now. And I think what it is is just a symptom of the policies that have been put in place. And I, I, I don't have the answers. I mean, uh, you know, ultimately, if they ever do connect the dots, you know, like the war on drugs. The war on drugs, I used to be a bouncer, you know, right out of uh, high school. You could, the drinking age was 19, so you could work in the bar. So when I was in college, I, you know, I checked IDs and stuff. And, you know, in the late 70s, doctors would come in with Coke spoons around their necks, you know. I mean, it was like it was the drug of the super rich. And then Nancy Reagan started the uh, war on drugs, and it became horrible. It became the, you know, antithesis uh, of good. I mean, you did not want to do this. This will kill you dead. And, of course, cocaine became a horrible drug, and all they all did. It was one good thing she did good. But, uh, but you know, ultimately, until they come up with the common theme drug that makes everybody want to shoot up mass crowds and, and find out what that is, and once they make that public, I don't think they're ever going to fix this problem. I think it runs that deep, and I think that it, it does go around. It starts with the medications that these doctors have been handing out to everybody. So, Now, of course, on the other hand, you've got uh, the self-medicating crowd. You see Taco Bell now wants to open Taco Bell cantinas, and you can get a beer and a margarita. <laughs> have you seen that? Well, you probably need to drink if you're going to eat Taco Bell. Right, right. I mean, <laughs> well, wait a minute. Now, that gives a new meaning to the term Happy Meal. <laughs> I mean, what? I don't know what's next. I mean, what are they going to do? Have Jack Daniels and Carl Jr. be their new slogan? Not now. I'm drinking. <laughs> I mean, I don't know where this all ends. But, you know, think about in Colorado, Washington, where else is marijuana legal? California, Nevada, yeah, uh, 
kind of here, pretty well, much all over I think the Nevada's place. Nevada's just a city law. I don't think it was a state law. Oh, you think it's just Las I think Vegas? It's just Vegas. Vegas said, yeah, come on in. Nobody pays any attention to the federal laws anymore, right? Yeah, I mean, no one cares. So I don't know when all that's going to come hammering down, but. I mean, you know, apparently the war on drugs is not on that drug anymore. If Taco Bell can sell margaritas, then why can't Panda Express sell Thai sticks? <laughs> you know, I mean, why not just put it all to make a real happy meal? Can anybody just sell it? I don't know. <laughs> well, why don't they do If you don't know what that is, go watch Fast Times at Richmond High Listen, and Spicoli. Anyone that went to high school in the 60s, 70s, or 80s knows that term, so... <laughs> This is a paid program and is provided for informational purposes only. Listen, I warned Ramon before the show you were coming. <laughs> well, why not? I mean, you can make you can put all these things at Happy Meals. Apparently, this is all good for you. They, you know, when you go through Spokane now, you head up there, head up to the ranch. It's all you can smell is marijuana because everybody you can stand out on the corner and smoke it. So it's, it's fun, you know what? Since you brought it up, my my oldest son is. Uh, looking to play football in college. And two weekends ago, he went and visited Puget Sound. Puget which, Sound. Which right. is uh, just outside of Tacoma. Okay. And, and you know, and he stayed with, with one of, you know, one of the players and went to all the parties and, you know, did all that stuff. That's awesome. Right? He comes back and, and I said, well, how did it go? Oh, it was fine. It was fun. You know, he goes, but dad, Everybody smokes weed. Yeah, it's everywhere. I mean, that seems like it's, it's legal everywhere. There. It's everywhere. I'm not kidding you. You know, if you go to Portland, you know, Portland's slogan where young people go to retire, they, they've embraced this. They actually want potheads downtown. <laughs> and you, got, you think I'm kidding? They actually want this. It's like the city fathers got together and said, you know, let's just see what the real, what, what's the worst Loser, biggest losers we possibly can get, and let's just put them all through the downtown area, and people will come look at them. My daughter, that, the tourist attraction is to come down and look at all the other wackos that are down there. It's, it's part of the attraction. People watching. They just stand up and urinate right on the corner. They don't care. I mean to tell you, it's horrible, horrible. Made my skin crawl. Now this will, but you know they didn't invent this stuff. This was done a long time ago. You know, in the sixties. Yeah, you know, San Francisco kind of embraced the hippies, and they were around on the corners for a while, and until you know, all of a sudden, the uh, they started looking at them, going, "This isn't so cool anymore." <laughs> they smell. Right. That's exactly what it, it smells. You, right. you have to step over them, and I'm telling you, I'm not talking one or two. I'm talking hundreds on every. They're everywhere. talking to parking meters. Oh parking, yeah, you, know. you, you name it. They're like, "Oh, how nice." We we embrace diversity. Well, apparently, diversity means no job, but um, so. I told my daughter, I go, well, you guys may think this is pretty neat, you know, and Portland uh, thinks this is a, a great. You should see the signs that are in the business windows about, you know, these are businesses that are downtown. They've got bums laying everywhere, the, the smell of marijuana proliferating the entire downtown. Um, and then, of course, they have signs, we embrace diversity, you know, with an American flag with all these stupid sayings on them that have nothing to do with business. I mean, they're all political statements, and almost every business has them in their windows. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't know why. I couldn't tell you. If you're a new listener, they don't let me do this very often, but... Uh, there's people out there that are like, who is this what is guy? It? 
This is you're listening. To what this. happened to the show? And who is this guy? <laughs> Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Eric Cedarstrom. Founded this company. Oh, and uh, we've been. I've been at this a long time. I got to tell you the the uh, retirement lifestyle. I've tried everything. You know, it's uh, it's amazing. Some days go by and I never sit down and I drive 200 miles and my wife goes, "What did you do today?" And I go, "Nothing." <laughs> I don't know where the day went. So. It's uh, it's interesting, but I'm with you, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, I sit here, you know, I take this all in, and I, I, I try to, uh, I try to, you know, meet out the do- the doses where you can only take so long. But I, I've never seen a society that just, you know, at one point it was considered treason to attack the president. And, I mean, when I oh, now that's all that that, I know. That's well, all that happened. That's all it does. I've never seen anything like this. I don't know how. And this is with Wall Street setting records. Right, this is the, the the great big time now, right? Everybody's elated. You know, one of the things that, that I thought about was, you know what? It's been so bad that now, as long as, and really think about it, as long as the government spends a couple trillion more than it takes in to make it feel like it's better, right? They act like we're in the the roaring 20s. You know, you if you turn on the idiot box, they're talking about how great everything is out there, and yet... We're selling less houses today than we did a year ago, less cars today than we did a year ago. More people are defaulting on every type of loan than they did a year ago. And, and you think about how it makes no sense. Well, I'll tell you, we're going to point out and connect a few dots after halftime here. You'll listen to the Patriot Radio News Hour, where the blind leads the stupid. We'll be back after these messages. Stay with us. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily commentary continuing the conservative pro-family legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, here's Ryan Haidt. We heard a lot about free college and state-sponsored tuition during the 2016 elections. The radical left and its campaign mouthpiece, Bernie Sanders, talked endlessly about a supposed right to education and how the state should pay for everyone to attend college. If you thought the idea sounded ridiculous last year, one state in the union is showing us all now just how unworkable this socialist idea really is. Louisiana is currently reevaluating a program that gives free college tuition to state residents, a cost that is quickly approaching $300 million a year. The Taylor Opportunity Program for Students, or TOPS, was created in 1989 and originally covered around 23,000 students. Over the years, however, TOPS has more than doubled to cover nearly 51,000. State lawmakers have created a 10-member legislative study group to reevaluate this program and find solutions to either financing or eliminating this expensive government handout. TOPS currently accounts for nearly 3% of the state's general fund and is 10 times more costly than at its inception. Another story about state-sponsored tuition comes, as no surprise, from California. Democrat state legislators have proposed a bill to make public colleges and universities completely tuition-free. Assembly Bill 1356, sponsored by Democrat Assemblywoman Susan Talamantes Eggman, would impose a 1% tax on incomes over $1 million in order to close the unfunded gap between existing aid programs and the cost of tuition and fees. Eggman's office claims that the state needs nearly $2 billion to cover the cost of tuition for all state residents. 
Ariana Rollins, the president of college Republicans at the University of California, Irvine, said that should this bill become law, it would have a tremendously negative effect on many California residents. This single-dimension thinking by the Democrat Party results in fiscal disaster after disaster, and it would be a shame if Democrat California legislators lack the foresight for the repercussions of this bill. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Do you have a college-bound son or daughter? Do you care about the next generation? At phyllisschlafly.com, we expose the liberal agenda and anti-Christian mindset found on most college campuses and help equip conservative students to stand up for their beliefs. Visit us at phyllisschlafly.com and join us again next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. school where you didn't need nothing if you couldn't make it with your own two hands. He was backwards, backwards, use words like no sir. Yes. Hey, welcome back, Patriot Radio News Hour. Eric Sears from Joe Jaquin sitting there. It's a, it's a beautiful day outside here in the Valley of the Sun. This is like for you people who live in the cold country. Is it cold anywhere? Oh, yeah, they've had snow in Montana. Not cold here. They've had snow up, some snow up in the northern Rockies already. But it's still in the 90s. That's the thing. When you live in the cold country and it's snowing on Easter, this is how we feel. It's 98 degrees yesterday. <laughs> it's almost Halloween. By the way, speaking of almost Halloween, all Hallow's Eve, you know how Donald Trump wants to bring in Merry Christmas, bring it back into the vernacular of the American people? Um, I think they should put a caveat in there that you're not allowed to put up any Christmas decorations until the day after Thanksgiving. That should go with it. Walmart has yeah, already yeah, got Christmas stuff I was going to say, what, they, it's been up. I know. I went in there. Of course, I go in there once a year, and I said that I took a picture of it last week. My wife goes, oh, yeah. yeah Dude, where have you been? <laughs> they put that up on the 4th of July. They just ruined. They ruined it. You know, corporate America. Some idiot somewhere graduated with a liberal arts degree and said, you know, we should just keep Christmas up, put it up in July. So we'll get a head start on the Christmas sale. Yeah, congratulations. So you just, by the time it comes around, you're just already, you know, worn flat. Like it wasn't enough on parents, you know, to start at Thanksgiving. <laughs> well, you used to be, you didn't start till the day after Thanksgiving. That's when we always put our Christmas lights. Now, yeah. you know. So, I don't know. Just crazy world. But again, just add it to the litany of things that don't make sense. Is it just me, or do you look at everything, and everybody's just waiting for the next shoe to drop? So, and I mean, I just feel, I'm calling this the shoe to drop society. Because everybody's just walking Has around. Has it dropped yet? Right. Not yet. Has it, Has it dropped yet? Not so yet. Maybe this is it. North Korea's really going to turn the world into a ball of fire? Has it happened? I mean, it's like they're just waiting for it. Stock market's going to crash. I mean, the bond bubble eventually is going to go the other way. I don't know. You know, the, the, like you said there, the news, when you look at it, is bad. You know, remember the day that I predicted General Motors would file bankruptcy? <laughs> I got all on mad. The, on the, on air. the air. Yeah, Joe got mad at Dude, me. I so, had no idea. You, you know, because it's not like we script anything, right? You just, like, today, you, he walked in the door. At nine o'clock, right? I mean, I'm calling the station as you as you're walking. I was I given up. I'd already given up. I, he's not coming. I like how you give the uh, you give Ramon a warning. Oh yeah. By the way, by I the way, Eric's on today. <laughs> <laughs> Keep your hands I, on I the cough button. D- dust off the button. We may need it. <laughs> but 
he blurts out, and, and, and just for context, General Motors stock, the day you made that proclamation, was at $42 a share. And I got mad because I'm like, hey, we're trying, you know, to run a legitimate, a legitimate credible show. And when you say these wacko things, you hurt our credibility. And what was funny, we weren't off the air 10 minutes, and I get a call from a financial planner who a customer, a customer of ours called and said, sell all my GE stock. He's yelling at me, calling me a fear monger. Yeah, the General Motors. Well, now, Gene, you see their earnings today? Holy smoke. But Dow's up 100 points because no one cares about uh, anything real anymore anyway. Well, I, I'm going to make another one of those predictions. So are you ready? And it's like GM. I think it's GE. I got to tell you, I don't think GE is going to make it. Wow. I don't think they're going to make it. I think they're they're they're... they're they're either going to be bought out, which is probably what's going to happen. Their stock, they're the last. Their stock's going to get so cheap. They're the last Dow component. The last Dow component left. Right. They're the only the only original company left in the Charles Dow theory. That uh, and I got to tell you, I looked at it this morning. My wife and I are talking about. All right. Well, here you got all these natural disasters, and you got terrorist attacks in the Pacific Northwest, starting fires in California. You know that, right? Again. Nobody wants to talk. Nobody about wants it. to talk about. What do you think? Sixty-three fires spontaneously combusted within seventy-two hours, because you have to believe that fact. There was no lightning. There was no or a car exhaust. Somebody's setting the fires. By the way, it's costing billions. Already, California's in it over a billion dollars. This is probably the largest terrorist attack in the history of the world. Was starting these fires. About half of Montana burned up. Nobody's talking about. It. Nobody cares. Everybody's just. The country is so But the stock market's going up, Eric. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, we, we, we look at these things as things go. Now, my wife said, well, you had, what, 57 homes and business, 5,700. 5,700, yeah, a couple of zeros on businesses there. Gone. Burned out, okay. Uh, Puerto Rico, pretty much blown off the map. Uh, uh, Houston, Texas, underwater, you know. And, and now, who gets who gets the benefit of this? And I, Lori and I have been talking about this. I go, well, you know, you would think General Electric would be selling some appliances. You would think that ultimately this would be their bottom. This would be their bottom. Their stock's down 32% in the last 52 weeks. They're down. They missed their numbers today. At one point, I think they were oh, down. It was. They were down horrendous. seven or eight percent today. And this is not what I'm basing this on. Hey, because you would think that. With with the series of events that they're having, the refrigerator and oven sales. Well, not and not just that; they're into the power industry. I mean, right. he has in a lot everything. of places. Well, you know what or they G, went uh, Excuse me. You know what they went into mostly? Capital. GE Capital. They're a bunch of stockbrokers. They're basically what General Motors was. They own a lot of debt. Right. That's what they own. Well, what they are is a mutual fund. Yeah. Okay. A bad one. And you know they're not going to get any of this business. And then I saw their CEO on this morning, and, and I just stopped what I was doing. You know, I try to pay attention to things, and I'm like, well, is this a you know an opportunity? You know, maybe GE, GE's hit bottom here with all these things going on. This guy didn't address any of those issues. He kept talking about capital markets, talked about India, and I'm looking at the CEO, and he's only been there three months, but he was proud of the fact that he'd been with a company that, by the way, has dropped 32% of its stock value, and he's worked for it for 30 years. He was proud of that. They're not going to make it. That's my call. 
So how about that? Remember, write the day down. Don't get mad at me. Don't send hate mail. Right. Do, don't have your so, stockbroker call us. Right. So I don't think GE is going to be around much longer. It'll be the last Dow component. By, by the way, it, to Eric's point, they're focusing heavily on the culture of the company, he said. Today. Right. Yeah, because you know that has a lot to do with what it. What an idiot. I mean, if I, and listen, I'm not very smart, as you guys know it, but if I was the CEO, A, I'd have come on TV, I'd have said, yeah, we had bad, we took it on the chin, we're making the fixes, we're doing this. He wasn't. He, oh. he kept talking about how smart he was. The dividend is a priority in our capital allocation framework, because right. that's, right, hey. Right. That's all he kept That's all about. we care about. So instead of talking about, yeah, well, guess this what? This is how we're going to create jobs again. This is how we're going to make GE great again. No, instead we're going we're to talk about our culture. And don't worry, because we're going to keep paying that dividend. I don't care how much money we lose. I would have, I would have, if I was the CEO today and they called me up on CNBC, I, the first call I'd have made would have been to Donald Trump saying, I'll tell you what, Don, what what do I got to do if I promise to open a factory in Mason City, Iowa? <laughs> <laughs> And I'm going to build GE refrigerators just like we did. Donald Trump would have been on the news for the big press conference. I mean, all of it, the ribbon cutting, you name it. I'd have been up 25% today on the stock market. (laughs) I would have. They got these guys. He's got no sense. I mean, he went the exact opposite way. But this is the world we live in. It doesn't make any sense. It's probably not getting any better for you. We'll be back. Radio News Hour, thanks for tuning in. I think that's Greg Allman. I think he passed away here a few months ago, so I'm not sure. That was hard. They used to play a game on the radio here called Dead or Alive. It's a hard game to play, you know, name people. I'm still alive. I know a lot of you thought I was dead. You know what? Yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah. May. Passed May. away. Passed away in May. Passed away in May, yeah. And that's something. Man. Uh, yeah, the world's changing fast. Hey, um... All right, where are we want? Let's go tax the tax issue, the tax cut issue. We are we talked about great that a economic lot. salvation. Where you know they finally you know earlier this week I had to give attaboys to the Treasury Secretary because he just came out and, and actually t- told the truth and said, "Hey, listen, you want this? Everyone likes the stock market going up. If you want it to keep going up, we need to cut these taxes. Because right. if you don't cut these taxes, stock market's going to crash. You're supposed to cut spending when you do, though." supposed to be a zero-sum thing, but there's no oh, way no. they can do that. That's why I said they've turned me into a liberal. I don't know if I'm a liberal now. I think the conservatives have gone liberal, and, and we're the only conservatives left. Well, if you look at the Reagan tax cuts, I mean, he pretty much offset it with by creating... Um, Social Security plus one. Right. But he also got the Japanese to come by our debt. Right. right. Sold, right. sold the debt. Sold the and, debt. And you had the yields on on treasuries go from 20% down to 6 There you have it. So then this is what happened. So, see, the, but why he, the reason he got them to buy the debt is because he gave them the car and the electronics right. market. That he was just the, opened it up. He that was, gave them the car market. That was the first part, you know, and they talked to... Uh, uh, George Bush Sr. called it voodoo economics back in the day, you know, and no one listened to him. And you had that idiot Larry Kudlow and supply side economics and how great it is. And then they doubled down with NAFTA and get How great is it now? Yeah, it didn't work out too well. As we knew it would. Never does. None of the government programs ever do work out. So, you know, 
and it worked for the Japanese for a while. You know, they bought the debt, and then they bought our real estate. Then they were replaced by the Saudis, and then you got oil, and then now China. But China won't buy the real estate. Kind of, they buy the farms. They're interested in, in they're interested well, in, in commodities. They like oil. They they like all the mines, whether it's copper, gold, silver, steel, ore. They they like that stuff. Yeah, which is and, a little different. They're and, not as and maybe the uber rich, the luxury market. Well, they do yeah. that, right? You know, I mean, if they, you go to if you go to the West Coast, right, from Seattle all the way down through California, you have the the billionaire Chinese that buy stuff there. Yep. Yeah, they're there. So, so I don't know. So, you really look at the history of the, the government programs. You know, recently. So now you got Donald Trump talking about the repatriation, the all the income free of. Uh, how much? Two point six trillion in corporate profits that are sitting offshore. Is that well, they, the right, right. number? Well, they, they're saying three trillion dollars now is sitting offshore, and they they want you to believe that these companies are going to bring all three trillion dollars back. They're not. What they, are they actually do? well, they actually do business in these countries, a lot of business. So they need to have money there. You know, they got to pay people. Yeah, they got to buy stuff. I mean, their factories are you there. Know, right, all of that. So now they may bring back, let's just say, let's go nuts and say they bring back, you know, 500 billion bucks. I think best case scenario, and I don't even think it gets close to this, maybe you get them to bring back a trillion dollars, but I doubt it. And, and what are they going to do? We've done this how many times? We we did it. Bush did it. Clinton did it. The other Bush did it. Obama did it. They all in about every five, six, seven years. Oh, we gotta let them bring back some money tax free or or reduce the tax, and they're gonna create jobs and do all this stuff. And and they always do the same thing, which is they just bring back enough to buy back some stock. Well, that's the only thing that happens. But have they ever let it back in without tax free? Oh yeah, bunch of times. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. They, and this is the thing. They want to act like this. They do it all the time. Every eight years or so, they they, they, they have a problem, right? And they, oh, well, we're going to get the economy to go, I know. Let's let them bring some money back in tax-free. And, and, and it's going to be a great boon and all this stuff. And, and, and it, it's nonsense. Well, I heard Trump say that $2.6 trillion would come back. You imagine if two point yeah. six trillion of the three trillion, two point six trillion is coming back. No, it's not. Could you imagine if it did? The influx of cash, what it would do? Let's just go back. Let's go back to when everybody got a check. When was that? That was George, George Bush, Bush Jr., the younger 08. Bush. It was '08, the economic stimulus pack. And I think it was a little earlier than that, but you're right. '07, maybe '07. Seven or came, 08, right. Somewhere. We're going to send a check. Remember that they didn't like that. It didn't work good enough. Well, you got six hundred bucks each. Right. Twelve hundred dollars. No, I didn't. You had to make three grand, or you had to be the minimum in the smallest tax bracket. You got a check. I'll tell you what it did do. Gasoline. The day they announced that was ninety-seven cents a gallon. It never touched. Never that, came back. Never touched that low ever again. Why? Because the Saudis were what? People that have boats and race cars and uh, um, pickup trucks are all going to get a check? Yeah, well, they can spend some of it on gas. And then, of course, the rest went to Walmart, and then it all went to China. And then they did cash for clunkers. These are what government yeah, programs do. Right. I forgot about cash for clunkers. That was in '09, And uh, they did the cash for clunkers, and then Kelly Blue Book, the average price of a four-year-old car in '09 was 6000 Today it's eleven. So they raised almost raised them almost a hundred percent 
increase what they did to the used car market. Well, you know what? That way they can sell a new car for $40,000. Right, the price of that right. just went after the government touched it, screwed up the market, all the old stuff was gone, melted, crushed. So I, I find the repatriation of trillions of dollars to be interesting. You think the Saudis wouldn't be going, well, if they could buy $3 gas, they could buy $8 gas. Just thinking, just thinking out loud. You know me, my uh, mind works backwards than everybody else. So. 1-800-951-0592. You know, maybe a good way to fix the economy is the 143 million people that were hacked through. What's that correct? Equifax. Equifax. If they steal your credit card and maxed it out. <laughs> you know what the problem with that is? They found out that it isn't going to be that big of a deal because most of the 143 million cards they stole, the credit cards were already maxed out. Oh. <laughs> well, my wife got her credit card stolen. I haven't reported it yet because the thief spends less than she does. We'll be back after these messages. <laughs> Things ain't like they used to be. Patriot Radio News, our final segment. Eric Cedars from sitting in with Joe Jaquin. Lovely Arlene is out front uh, taking calls. Phone's ringing today, kind of busy. I mean, listen, I get it. I get it. You know, that uh, nobody's setting any records in any industry right now because nobody knows where to go. So everything, every tide is rising, waiting for the shoe to drop to see which one falls out. So will it be a mushroom cloud? I mean, we're so tired of North Korea threatening to turn America into a ball of fire that... It's a lot like Hurricane Katrina. You know, what was it, Hugo or whatever went through first? Right. And they're like, ah, it was nothing. And then when it actually, when Katrina came in. Nobody left. Nobody, nobody left. left. They were all still there. And I, you know, what are, what are the odds of, of, of us seeing a mushroom cloud form in our time, a nuclear, nuclear, not hydrogen, but nuclear mushroom cloud? And I believe the, uh, the moment is rapidly approaching. So, and where, I don't know. I mean... I can't answer the question, but let's face it, the the, uh, the things that we're witnessing every day are, are things that we never thought that we'd see. Also, the IRS announced they will not accept a tax return from you unless you state that you're paying health insurance one way or another, because they'll find you. You know, it's 695 bucks or 2.5% of your gross income. Did you know that? If you don't have yeah, health they, insurance. Every year, the tax keeps going up and now, up and up. So the president is basically in violation going, well, we're not enforcing Obamacare and whatnot, but the IRS said, oh, yes, we are. Oh, yeah. So, You're going to pay. Yeah, it's still if, the law. If you don't have it. So then I think, finally, things that have been stuck in my craw for a while, the NFL issue. Mm. They pretty much lost me. I, I don't watch so, it anymore. I, I don't, I, you know I, what? I don't. Isn't that I'm, crazy? Until they can stand up and, and show respect for the flag, it's not happening. But, again, these are who do these people think their customers are? Who does the NFL think their customers are? What is the ticket? $300? I mean, is that uh, whatever it costs? I know it's expensive to go in and go buy a $30 beer and a $15 hot dog and $20 parking. And, I mean, you know, the, the people that can afford to do this love this country. Why? Because they've prospered in it. Just like the people playing are prospering in it. 
sickening what's happening. So, I don't know, you know, it's a political football, obviously, but the NFL, I mean, I couldn't believe it when I saw their statement. Their statement, oh yeah, we're, you know, we're, we're standing, we're, we're kneeling with our players. Crazy. I heard you ran some pretty good specials this week, Joe. I uh, got to tell you, I heard one price that in I the country. I couldn't believe it when I heard it. So, but you have to understand, ladies and gentlemen, we have hundreds of thousands of customers that uh, go over two decades here, and um, you know this is a two-way market, and we're able to uh, offer incredible service and be able to help people what other companies can't do. So, so yeah, you actually had twenty-dollar gold pieces below. Spot gold. Below spot gold. Uh, I still have some left. At tw- they're twelve hundred and eighty dollars. So right now, today, it'd be a dollar above spot. Never, never happened in the history. Never. Of coin. Market. I mean, it's just been. It's incredible. Well, again, that's something that came in. Something that you handled years ago, or we handled here years ago, and we were able, rather than just send them straight to the wholesale market, we're just we're retailing out of. We're just retailing at wholesale. How about that? But as Bill Clinton said, we'll make it up volume. It's <laughs> always great to have you here, Eric. Thank you me. are always welcome. I hope you join us again a lot sooner this time. Everyone, take care. Listen, everybody have a great weekend. God bless America. God bless you. God bless everyone. We'll be back on Monday.